Back in the early 2000s, I was still a children's pastor at a church in North Carolina. And the pastor came to me, and by the way, his name was Ray Hughes. Some of you may know Ray. Uh, he's a wonderful minister of the gospel. But he came to me one day and he said, Becky, I had a dream about you last night. And I said, you did? What was it? He says, well, I saw you. Uh, going into a radio station to be interviewed because you had just uh, written a brand new hit song and they were going to be asking you about it. You were going to tell everybody about it. He says, there was somebody with you, but I couldn't see who it was. He says, but the title of your song was, you're the reason our kids are ugly, but I love you anyway. Now we laughed and had a good time. Now you have to understand that both Ray and I back in the day, we were country Western music fans. And there was actually a hit song by Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn called, You're the Reason Our Kids Are Ugly, But I Love You Anyway. So we laughed, but Ray says, but I have no idea what that means. And you know, I didn't know either, but there were other things in the dream that applied to me at that particular time. So we just went on. But I've never forgotten the dream because it was funny and, and so unusual. And um, it was years later, after I had started Kids in Ministry International, the ministry that I'm in right now, and uh, all of a sudden I began to realize that for years and literally up to this day, I can honestly say that my message to the body of Christ is, you're the reason our kids are ugly, but I love you anyway. You see, what we've got in the body of Christ is a real mess when it comes to our children. There is a revival that's happening and sweeping the world, but our kids in most places are not anywhere involved in it. Now, there are pockets around the world where there are. We can tell glowing stories, and I can share testimonies, and I watch videos on YouTube of various ministries, and there are churches who are deliberately going after the children and truly training them. But if we're going to look at the big picture, the whole picture in the body of Christ at large, our children are undernourished spiritually. They are not growing in the things of the Lord. We're more concerned about teaching them uh, to be uh, good people, good citizens, behavior modification than we are actually are about spiritual transformation. I wonder how many times we actually sit down and think to ourselves, what should a child who is a disciple of Christ really look like? Because we can look at the children today and see that they are spiritually stunted. They are not where they should be when we look through the lens of scripture and understand what it takes to make a disciple of Christ. Our kids are spiritually malnourished. Um, are, 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 there, are there kids that are walking in the dynamic things of the Lord? Of, of course there are. But, um, but we have to understand that it's not the norm. And that's what breaks my heart. And for all of these years, I continue. You know, when I started this ministry way back in 2001, just a couple of years after that, a man by the name of George Barna wrote a book called Transforming Children into Spiritual Champions. In that book, he broke the revelation through scientific surveys and research that his organization had done that 70% of Christian kids leave the church when they become old enough that mom and dad can no longer tell them what to do and they never come back. Now, I could talk about that for a long time, but as I looked at that, that really stirred me because actually I was seeing things 
in, in ministry, in my own life. I had watched for years as a teenager. I had watched uh, uh, teens leave the church uh, and wondered why. And, and, but, so, but now with Barna, we actually had some facts to go by. Since that time, I, I want to say he wrote the book in 2003. I didn't look that up before I came on air, but it was somewhere in the early 2000s. And from that point on, there have been many denominations, many Christian children's ministry organizations. The Barna Group themselves have continued to research the generations. And in all of that time, there has not been one indication that those statistics are changing. And we have to ask ourselves why. Why is it when we have the most powerful, the most uh, important message in the world, can we not capture the heart of our own children to keep them in the faith? I want to read you uh, a portion out of a brand new book that I wrote called A Spiritual Guide to, um, excuse me, A Parent's Guide to Raising Spiritual Champions. You can get this on our website. You can also get it on Amazon.com. I just want to give you a glimpse here. Uh, this is just the introduction of the book. But here's some of the glaring statistics that have come out and are still hanging out there uh, right now. As most pastor, excuse me, as most children's pastors will lament there are only a small fraction of Christian parents who are really making a consistent effort to take the reins of discipleship of, the, discipleship of their children in the home. It seems most parents still leave it to the church to disciple children and teens. In a recent poll by uh, Life, um, Lifeway Christian Resources, they report that only 29% of Christians stated that their personal faith plays a significant role in their approach to parenting. It seems many adult believers make a distinction between their relationship with God and their relationship with their children. The two are not naturally connected in the minds of these Christians. There may be crossover moments where personal faith in Christ shines through their interactions with their kids, but it does not regularly influence their parenting. And it, it went on to say that um, uh, while 77% of parents surveyed identify themselves as Christian, only 14% were familiar with what the Bible has to say about parenting. And most parents, churchgoers included, judge their su success in parenting. And this is interesting. They judge the success of their parenting in terms of their children's values, happiness, success, goodness, education, and self-sustaining maturity. In other words, most parents define good parenting through the imperfect, unstable lens of good works and of the world. Few parents, only 9%, include their kids' godliness or faith in their definition of successful parenting. Now, I don't know about you, but that concerns me. If the parents aren't going to get on board, if the parents aren't going to be concerned about the salvation of their children. If, you know, kids don't go to heaven because they're cute. Kids go to heaven because they have a relationship with Jesus. And you as parents cannot leave that to the church to take care of for you. It's in the home that the most effective uh, uh, transformations in a child takes place. And so as we look at this, we've got to understand 
We're all the reason our kids are ugly, okay? It's, it doesn't lay on one shoulder. The church, I could spend, an, uh, and I have spent, books and other uh, uh, blogs and everything else talking about how the church is not even stepping up because we do not have an image in our hearts of what a spiritual child looks like. I say to parents and, and children's ministers all the time, if a kid comes into our children's ministry when he's born and he stays throughout his whole life until he's 18 years old before he graduates and leaves home. If after all those years, if that child is not born again, is not filled with the Holy Spirit and prays in tongues, has a personal devotional life, does not know how to worship the Lord or can even describe what worship is to you, if they do not have a strong devotional life, a love for the Word of God, if they cannot hear the voice of God and be led by the Spirit of God, if they don't know what the operational gifts of the Spirit are, if they've never laid hands on the sick and seen that person recover, and I could go on and on. If none of those things have taken place by the time they're 18 years old because of the teaching and the training of the church I want to know what in the world have we been doing with our time if they can make a soldier out of an 18 year old kid in six months and send him off to battle to put his life on the line why can't we raise up spiritual soldiers in the army of God and this goes all the way down to children all the way down to the very youngest. So I want you to think about this today. Parents, the responsibility is more on your shoulders, biblically, than it is on the shoulders of the church. But church, we've got to step up too, because we are not raising spiritual champions. We are not, you know, by the time a kid graduates from uh, our, our, our children's ministries and moves on into the teens, they shouldn't just be starting spiritual discipleship. They should already be seasoned in the things of the spirit and should be able to take their place shoulder to shoulder with the adults in the church in various forms of ministry. And I don't mean running the sound system. I mean actual ministry, evangelizing, sharing the gospel, operating in the gifts of the spirit and so on. So if you believe this is true, if you're on board with me, then I would just like you to click the like button below if you're listening to me on YouTube or if you're following me on, on Instagram or a podcast or wherever, show, show me that you are appreciating and agreeing with this message. And if you are, then I encourage you to share this with other people, whether it's parents or children's ministers or whatever, because we don't want ugly kids. We want kids that are de demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit and walking in the purity of God all the days of their lives. Amen. I thank you for listening and I want to ask you to please go to my website and look. Uh, I've got many blogs. I've got many other information there, resources to help you as parents, also to help you as children's ministers in order to help you raise those spiritual champions. And if we have blessed you at all, if my ministry has blessed you, if I have blessed you at all, please consider leaving a donation for our ministry. We're not operating in a vacuum. We're supporting uh, children's ministers all over the world who have been trained to raise spiritual champions. And if you believe in us and you want to see us continue in this ministry, please help us. Pray for us, yes, but also help us financially. And I thank you Be uh, tuning in. I'll be back again with you very, very soon in another week or so. So God bless you and thank you very much for listening.